Kia ora Urban Vineyard, so nice to have these few minutes just to share together. I just have a few thoughts that I hope will be encouraging for you. You know, we find ourselves back in one of these familiar lockdowns, you know, when one o'clock determines uh, how many more weeks we're going to be in this present time. And I don't know, you know, we've got, you know, even though we've got used to it and we're getting pretty good at predicting how long each thing's going to last, it still has an effect on us. I, I'm really aware that for some of our urban church community, many of you are, are essential workers who still have to go to work. Others of you, um, your your work just continues as usual, but with added pressures and constraints. Um, for others, you know, you find yourself in a home crammed full of people and activity and noise. And for others, it's just the opposite. It's the quietness of a home with no respite, except for the occasional exercise outing and grocery shopping. Um, for me, it's an extended recuperation from a hip surgery early this month. I, I had my um, a damaged hip repaired and, and, um, and, and thanks, for, thanks for joining me and, and, um, and joining me on an extended recuperation. You know, one thing I've noticed since surgery is that I'm presently moving a lot slower and, and much more deliberately. And when you move slowly, you notice things that aren't normally seen or experienced. I'm much more aware of my muscles and joints as I'm pushing them back into more normal ranges of motion. And it's a season of relearning for me. And I was thinking, you know, I'm so grateful that our Christian faith values and honors our physicality, not just our spirituality, that our bodies are precious to God and therefore precious to us. And Paul writes in Romans 12, 1 and 2, that our worship is expressed by offering our bodies as living sacrifices. That, that we use our physicality to honor God, that what we do with our hands and our minds and our words deeply count as worship. You know, so for us to respond to the brokenness of the world, whether it's the current atrocities in Afghanistan, you know, or the, or the terrifying report from the International Panel on Climate Change sounding a drastic warning on the damage we're doing to the planet, or the deep inequalities between the majority world and the developed world, and even in our own nation, you know, the, the, the people that are living this lockdown and, and real deprivation, you know, compared to some of us that are, that are you know, in some ways it's, it's worth possibly enjoying this season right now. And then it goes right through from the, from the big view through to the, through to the local view, you know, the things that we, that we do for, our, for a friend or a neighbor or an acquaintance who's, who is fearful right now, you know, or, the, or someone who needs someone to, someone to go do some shopping for them. It's always worship when we give ourselves to putting things right. And we're gospel-centered people, and it's the good news of Jesus and the activity of the kingdom of God that fuels their activity. It's, it's not following a trendy cause. It's the cause of Christ for redemption and goodness, of putting things back to how they should be, that with God in the center and, and peace at the center, that fuels our actions of body, soul, and spirit. You know, the, the biblical authors are so beautifully authentic and holistic in their approach to life. That John longs, when he writes in, in uh, 3 John, he writes to his friend, and he longs for his friend to be healthy in his body and strong in his spirit, and he celebrates how his friend's walking in faithfulness, living a life directed by truth, in spite of the difficult conditions he's living in. He says, Dear friend, I hope that all is well with you, and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. Some of the traveling teachers recently returned and made me very happy by telling me about your faithfulness and that you're living according to the truth. I could have no greater joy than to hear that my children are following the truth. That's uh, 3 John uh, verses 2 to 4. 
And again, Paul in, in 1 Thessalonians, he, he recognizes our tripartite nature. He prays for our body, soul, and spirit. He prays this in, in 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 5, verse 23. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus. So my wondering for us in this present time is, is that perhaps it's an, it's an occasion for us to check on how our body and, and our soul and our spirit is doing right now. And, and perhaps we have a, a unique opportunity to build into one of those areas right now. You know, what does our body need right now? Does it need rest? Does it need exercise? Does it need some redemptive activity? Do, do we need to be doing something with the body that God's given us? And, and our soul, you know, what is our souls, our minds, our will, our emotions? What, is our, what does our soul need right now? Maybe to feed our mind with some truth and learning, to be in touch with our emotions and to soothe them in a healthy way. You know, to let our will be tuned to what Paul describes in Philippians, which, which interestingly enough, Paul wrote uh, Philippians while he was in prison. And in Philippians 4, uh, verses 8 through 9, it says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. And again, what does our spirit need? What's our, what's our spirit, that, that inner part of me, what's it longing for? In Jude, um, at the end of, of Jude's uh, short letter, he says this, But you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said, In the last days there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. And it's these who cause divisions, worldly people devoid of the spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others show mercy with fear, hating even the garments stained by the flesh. And now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, and to present you blameless before the presence of, the, of his glory with great joy. To the only God, our Saviour, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory and majesty and dominion and authority before all time and now and forever. You know, the reality is that, that at the moment, you know, there's, there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of frustration around us. And we may be feeling that or we may, maybe, we're, maybe that's not affecting us right now. And it's, and it's always easy for us to be influenced away from the simplicity of, of the gospel. You know, we're, we're, we're gospel people that we're, that we're born to carry and we're born to express the gospel. And, and it's, it's, it's really easy to be, to be influenced away from that simplicity of, of God becoming one of us in order to rescue us so that we can be part of this new family that renews the world. I, I just think, again, this is, although it's a difficult moment that we find ourselves in right now, this is a moment that, that we can truly shine, that we can be a great blessing to the people around us, both near and far. You know, again, let me, let me finish with this and, and just in, encourage us as a church, as a church family, as part of the, the global family of God. That we would give ourselves to using our body, soul, and spirit to bless those around us. That we've been, we've been 
made part of this incredible family of God that Jesus has invited us in. And one of the most important things we can do is, is to look for ways to open the door for other people to come in. And in Romans 12, in the, in the message version, Eugene Peterson's uh, re-envisioning re, um, re the, the words of the scriptures so that they make more sense to us. Romans 12, 1 to 2, he says, that, he says, so here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. So don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God and you'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings out the best of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. And so, church, I pray, I pray for each one of us and for those that our lives extend to. I pray that we would be gospel people. I pray that we would use our body, soul, and spirit to be a deep blessing to those around us. Lord, that you would prompt us, that, Lord, that prompt us to take rest when we need it. Prompt us to feed our soul when our soul needs feeding. Prompt us to pray in the Holy Spirit when we need to pray and, and, to, and to let our spirit be built up. And Lord, and let us be good news. Let us be good news people. Lord, let us take our place as being people who are part of the renewal of this world, who are people who are seeing the, a broken world being made put right. I pray that you bless and encourage us. Where there's fear, let love come. Where there's frustration, Lord, let peace come. And Lord, above all, let the let this pure simplicity of, of Christ rise up within us. May, uh, may you lead us into places of great joy and great peace and great fulfillment. I pray this for my friends in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you so much. Thanks for taking the time to be with me. God bless you.